If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. When they were like, yeah, all the chickens blew away. Orkney used to be a big chicken population. Poultry was a thing. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, funny, funny. And then years later, I discovered it wasn't a lie. <laughs> it wasn't a made up story. This really happened. After over 10 years full time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. I'm Natalie Jennings. This is part two of a two-part interview. You don't want to miss the first part with Louise, so go back and listen to that. And uh, we were just talking about other art that's been inspiring you now that you're in Maine. It's winter. I'm in Minnesota. It's winter. So I totally feel you in the not shooting a lot department so yeah why don't you just pick up where, where we were leaving off yeah. in the last last yeah episode. I mean just with all this time on my hands <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found myself you know at home for long periods of time which is not usually the case right um I I have been I mean I have been working on some music things as well um and we actually are heading into the studio with my band shortly but in the meantime I I just got really excited about lino printing and I've bought some um some supplies to try out some screen printing as well um and I recently got some chemicals to do some cyanotype printing very um, cool which is great and I, I it was one of my favorite things that we did at art school one one of a few sort of alternate print making um photography processes that we did and it was really just like a one day thing which I was sad about there was just not a lot of focus on technical skills it was more yeah. about you know what the photo communicates which and sure do you have time to sort of break it down um just into basics in terms of what that process is for people yeah so there so cyanotype it's an old one of the older um printing techniques of photography and there are two chemicals that you mix and coat your paper it could be fabric i've been experimenting with printing on fabrics as well which is fun so um cool. yeah and our wood or anything really that this these chemicals will stick to and then you can you know and back in the day it would have been just using the sun um and as as you're to expose you you um 
place your negative on the paper or whatever material you've coated with your chemicals and place it out in the sun or use a UV light or whatever to expose it. And um, once you wash the print, you're left with this like gorgeous bright blue um, print on whatever you've printed on, which is really beautiful and just like a stunning uh, color. And then you can, there's other things you can do with it. You can use tea or coffee to stain it and it'll, you know, go more of a, a darker sort of brown oh, cool. black as well. So yeah. That's really cool. So there's a bit of experiment. You can, you, I mean, so you can it's just simply place like leaves or flowers or whatever mm-hmm. on, a, on a piece of paper coated in these chemicals out in the sun and you'll get some interesting prints. So it's a really fun kind of hands-on thing and I think that that's kind of the thing I've been craving um, mm-hmm. as hands-on art just because I, I so much of it's on the screen and I forget to even ever print right. my photos very often. And so having something, where a process that's more hands-on is just... I don't know. It just makes it more exciting for me. Yeah, I totally agree. I think mm-hmm. that for me personally, I've I've spent a lot more time in front of the screen than I ever thought I would. But mm-hmm. I do feel that because I've been doing a lot of like Photoshop stuff and just yeah. challenging myself last year since everybody was in anyway, right, like yeah. to, to learn some new stuff. But it just getting that tactile kind of mm-hmm. feedback, I think is a really big yeah. part of art that I miss. I did get a like a Wacom tablet with a little stylus. Oh, yeah. And for whatever reason, that helps a little yeah. bit to feel like, like I'm drawing like, yeah, clicking. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's helped too. a little bit. But it was a, a strange learning curve. But now that I've kind of got the hang of it, it's like, there's mm-hmm. so much more detail I can right. dig into in Photoshop. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, you're, totally. that's really cool. It's um, great. I really enjoy it. And I actually used to I used to shoot a lot on film when I got I got um, at art school. Uh, I got my hold of my dad's old Olympus film camera, 35 mil film. And I just kind of fell in love with that again, like shooting on film. And it, it was the same thing as I talked about growing up, you know, being excited to see what was on a roll of film that you'd had yes. sat there for waiting to be developed for a few months or whatever. And I just, the, I always, every time I get a bunch of rolls of film developed, I would just get so excited at yeah. just the difference in film and digital. It's just oh my gosh, there's such an a process. app that my partner just told me about and let me find it because you might love it it's called (laughs) dispo d-i-s-p-o and it looks the app like looks like one of those well you can't see it but it looks like a point and shoot like one of the little clicky cameras oh cool but i guess what the vibe is is that you can't see the photos that you take until like 9 a.m the next morning oh that's great so (laughs) it's like (laughs) and it does the the little like Oh, when you like wind so the cute. thing yeah so there's there's people definitely that will remember that's remember great. what that sounds like yeah but yeah and just like every, every you know every shot costs because film's really expensive these oh days. yeah and yeah. developing and everything so when I was living in Glasgow there's a really great um facility uh, called street level photo works it's part government funded as well and so you pay a membership and then per day or whatever to to use the facilities and so I would go in there and develop my films myself and then they have some really good scanners so I would um, scan it all and so I would wait until I had a whole bunch of rolls of film to develop and scan and then I would go in and there for like three days solid and just be like scanning as fast as I could to make most of this time and so that was always an exciting time to see what I had on there and get everything scanned so yeah I really really enjoyed it I loved in art school actually printing in the darkroom too and I haven't done that in a lot of years and that's something else I I wish I could do but just finding the facilities is not the easiest (laughs) yeah no that's right that's right that's something I started out in uh, high school we had like a we were fortunate enough to have like a beautiful 
dark room and, well, and yeah. that was really cool. But I have not, I've spent hardly any time in that space even since then, just a little mm-hmm. bit in college and, yeah, you know, but it would be really cool just to, to be able to do that again yeah. and have it's it fun. be kind of accessible. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, especially, gosh, the fiddle cam thing. I hope everybody <laughs> that's listening checks that out because it's so <laughs> it's cool. <fun. laughs> I love it. Um, it does. It really combines your landscape stuff. And like, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's really like cool. The best way to combine all, all of my my loves for music and visual arts and yeah, uh, yeah. landscapes and people sometimes too. <laughs> well, and I know you're, you said you're going into the studio again shortly. And I think, you know, who knows what's happening with this pandemic. But is there anything photo wise that you're excited to work on when things kind of are back to quote unquote normal again or yeah, anything? I mean, just I just getting out and doing more fiddle cam stuff. Really, I haven't got a whole lot in in mind right now. There's there's a little project that I've had an idea for for a little while that I want to do, which would require me getting vaccinated and going back home to Scotland, <laughs> which I'm eagerly awaiting. It's, it's been a, a long time since I saw my family and I'm really oh, missing them. Oh, how long has it been? Not since Christmas 2019, I oh guess. Oh my gosh. So a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the longest I've gone. So I'm really excited to get back there. I remember, I don't know, I think it was maybe at a gig or something and somebody was like, oh, did you know, you know, telling me this old story from Orkney from the 50s about the storm. And they were like, yeah, all the chickens blew away. Orkney used to be a big <laughs> chicken population. <laughs> Poultry was a thing. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, funny, funny. And then years later, I discovered it wasn't a lie. <laughs> it wasn't a made up story. This really <laughs> happened. All these, there's this huge storm in 1952 and all the chickens blew into the sea. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was a big deal. Like a lot of a lot of chicken farms, I think might maybe That's went out of business. Really sad. It's sad, it is, yeah. but it's also just like I don't know. I think I, I started reading up about it, um, and there was a big storm the following year, about exactly the same time in January. And um, the second storm wasn't. It was more of sort of like big floods and things like that. But sure. um, no lives were lost, luckily, in either. But you know, a lot of um, lot people's of livelihoods lives. were up. Yeah, <laughs> and there's all these, you know, and how often is the way but people deal with situations like this with humor um there are all yeah. these old wives tales about chicken coops floating out to sea and hearing the chickens in a bubble underneath but like clucking away oh my god <laughs> and all these funny little stories and so i feel like there's a project in that and and i really want to my, my friend Jen Austin is a great piano player. I've played I know with Jen. a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Jen and I have played together over the years. She's from Orkney as well, and so we we have plans to to write music for this and involve a bunch of Orkney musicians and record oh, it. Cool. And I want to get I want to I want to find people with stories because there'll be folks who remembered that who are around still. And I want to to go out and you know film some little interviews with people who take some pictures and portraits of folks with the stories, um, and maybe get some other Orkney artists involved in, I don't know, some printmaking or inspired oh, by the story. Cool. I just, a big multimedia, multi-collaborative kind of project that I'd really love yeah. to do. Um, yeah. So, and of course the anniversary, the 70th, 70th anniversary of those storms is coming up. So it's a good time to, wow, to do that if really it can cool. pull it together. Really beautiful. So, that's yeah, that's awesome. something I'm looking forward to getting back uh, into. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that I'm really glad that we were able to connect and do this. This is yeah, just really thanks cool. Thanks so much one for of, having me. Oh, of course. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I like to ask everyone that does the interview is, um, do you have a favorite piece of advice for folks either starting out in photography or just in any kind of like inspired art field that, yeah, anything that comes to mind? I don't know. I mean, I guess just like 
be fearless and just <laughs> get out there and try it and don't be don't be worried about judgment from others I think that's yeah. what held me back a lot in art school was mm. um I was really hung up on judgment from fellow classmates which is never something you want but um yeah I feel like just just get out there and and try and trial and error is always a great way to learn and um, I think that's really beautiful you know because I think just as humans but probably artists as well you're putting something really vulnerable out there absolutely. sometimes and I think there's this really strong egoic voice that's like mm-hmm. oh but what if they don't like it you exactly. know and, or yeah. or it has to be perfect before I Like, I have to know it's going to work, right? (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah, that trial and error is huge. Yeah, yeah, and I love to, I I feel like, yep, I definitely have fallen for, you know, for that before and and really had a hard time with it, but it's something I keep trying to remind myself is just to to do it. And and I think sharing your your process, I always love to see what, how others work and Mm -hmm. um, see behind the scenes and stuff as well is really exciting to me just to be really, you know, it's inspiring to see how other people go about and... Um, I've I've joined a, a group on Facebook for cyanotype printing recently, and I've just found so much inspiration on there and folks experimenting and trying things and sharing what they're learning and doing. And I just think that's really inspiring. So that's very cool. Yeah. I love that. And I think getting away from you know, I mean, my livelihood has been lifestyle photography, but I mm-hmm. find myself more and more trying different things and just moving away from that mm-hmm. as a way to express myself through photography because it's yeah. it's like ubiquitous it's everywhere and it's not not to say there isn't beautiful lifestyle photography but I love mm-hmm. hearing about like just photography that's not lifestyle photography yeah. sometimes you know and it reminds me yeah. that it's an important thing to sort of balance out like the one with the other and I think that that's yeah. that's helpful for me to remember too because absolutely yeah it's important to create you know, yeah. outside of, of what maybe you're making the money doing. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I can feel, I I mean, I've taken, I've taken some wedding photos in the fa- past and I've, of course, photographed a lot of musicians, which can be really fun, but also sometimes can be a little constraining and you're, you're sure. really kind of trying to give, you know, somebody sometimes has an idea of what they want. And so being able to just go out and do photography for, for your sake and for, experimenting yeah. and having fun is, is always such a nice relief um, oh from totally that. so yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah well thank you again and um before we jump off here and there's you know as always links and all kinds of stuff uh to louise's work in the show notes but do you want to share any specific urls or handles or anything that uh people might enjoy yeah, I mean, like Fiddlecam is easy to find. I've got uh, just Fiddlecam, F-I-D-D-L-E-C-A-M, all one word. That's kind of everywhere. I've got all the socials. I joined TikTok awesome. recently as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not down with the kids, but, you know, I'm on TikTok. So. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> um, beautiful. But yeah, so there's that. And then my, my project um, about my grandmother, that's outofmyownlight.com. And then I have I have my own website there as well. Um, but yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of things. I've, I have a Patreon account where I um through Fiddlecam um which I've some lovely folks supporting me and helping me to to keep working on that stuff um I share everything you know early with them or there's there's some other perks and stuff so that's oh wonderful uh, well hopefully there'll be a few more that jump on that (laughs) and um yeah so check out the show notes for all of Louise's work which is like so much fun I'm just it's been so great to have you on the show thank you so much it's been lovely to talk to you yeah hopefully we'll it won't be another 10 years (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) hopefully see you in person sometime soon oh gosh absolutely thank you (laughs) Louise thank you so much thanks for having me thanks for listening to this interview with Louise a quick reminder 
If you are starting out in business or you are a few years in and you feel like you're hitting a wall, I've put together a little free checklist for you called Eight Things to Grow. These are eight things that I find have helped me grow my business since I started Jennings Photo in 2010. They still help me. So if you're looking for sort of a jumping off point or just sort of a checklist to sort of make sure that you're going in the right direction, check out eight things at photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight and things to get your free checklist, eight things to grow. Thank you for listening. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. I will be back next week with more episodes. Peace.